And uh, Hastings Kamzubanda was the Prime Minister and uh, later President of Malawi from 1964 to 1994 uh, for the first year of his rule as uh, it achieved independence in 1964. And uh, Malawi was the British Protectorate of Nyasaland. In 1966, the country became a republic and became president. Uh, I mean, he became president. He, uh, his rule has been characterized as a highly repressive autocracy. So... From 1994, Malawi was marked as a democratic country and it has seen maybe, I think, five presidents, including uh, the current uh, president, who is Dr. Lazarus Takwera. To understand more on this uh, Independence Day, I have been joined on the line all the way from Malawi, uh, Brother Chisoni Daniel. Brother, welcome to Drive Time on FM and uh, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely stuff. So, fifty-nine years of uh, years of independence in Malawi. Does this uh, uh, have any significance on Malawians and Africa as a whole? Yeah, yeah. So uh, today is uh, um, this is where we witness people from uh, uh, various corners of Malawi, uh, people that are separated by uh, you know religious, cultural, and political uh, vantage points. But today they managed to come together and commemorate uh, such a wonderful day that actually uh, set forth their independence. So um, perhaps to, to answer your question, um, obviously, uh, given that we attained our self-rule and uh, became quite uh, a sovereign uh, nation, it is quite significant. Um, I, I, I would choose to look at it from um, a number of uh, ways. Uh, firstly, I think um, it signifies our political autonomy. Uh, because independence granted Malawi the ability to govern itself and make uh, its own decisions without um, external interference. And also it enabled the country to shape our own uh, um, political uh, landscape and to establish our own systems uh, through which we can uh, develop. At the same time, uh, I'm also looking at it from um, the the, uh, point of um, uh, democracy and um, the issue of human rights. Uh, as you know, uh, with uh, uh, colonial rule, there were a number of issues uh, bordering on issues of human rights. Uh, human rights were being violated by uh, the Western powers that uh, used to control us that time. And now we see that at least the uh, issues of human rights have been liberalized in Malawi. People are able to enjoy to, to enjoy and exercise their own freedoms. Um, and also, additionally, I also look at um, from the point of um, African cooperation. Uh, I think our independence was that uh, which gave us the opportunity to be uh, membership to a number of um, uh, uh, African organizations. We are talking of uh, the African uh, uh, Development Organization, we're talking of SADC and the uh, yeah the African Union gave us the opportunity to be part of that uh, uh, fraternity. So I think it holds a very good. Uh, significance to to Malawi and the, the Africa as a whole. All right, lovely stuff. Uh, great to hear that. But what strides have been made so far by the government of Malawi to better the li- livelihood of the citizens currently? Okay, so yeah, um, there have been since given that it's, it's now fifty nine years since we gained independence. There have been a number of um, uh, strides that have been made. We saw, uh, I mean, I was not there, I, I am a young, <laughs> I am person. Yeah. But then um, the first leader, uh, Dr. Uh, Kamuzu Banda, strived to diversify the economy. 
he mm. had a very good um, interest in uh, agriculture commercialization mm. that um, he attempted to to uh, expand the export base in order to grow our economy so uh, yeah he tried uh, he tried to to do that and then we have seen uh, various governments because we have had uh, about uh, five um, uh, leadership yes. since then mm. and we have uh, we have seen a number of interventions uh, uh, done by uh, those various uh, governments uh, i'm looking at issues of um, uh, their attempts to grow the economy we have had a number of strategies uh, for example the vision 2020 uh, we have had the, okay. the malawi's growth and the uh, um, yeah, all right okay uh, just, just just hold on hold on for me there for a second we are going to get into that uh later on but uh, i want to look back into maybe some of the presidents you have mentioned that uh, five of them um ever since you know so we are looking at uh, maybe i think this uh bakili muluzi who was the second president of my life i'm not mistaken uh, he came with that vision 2020 right and some of these are good governance uh, sustainable economic growth and uh, development vibrant culture economic infrastructure food security and uh, nutrition and many other things uh, that were there on the list now three years down the line and i mean three years after the deadline have these visions and plans been fulfilled yeah, 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 perfect. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, so the Vision 2020 was actually launched in, 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 uh, year two, in the year 2000 by uh, the then president, uh, as you put it, Bakiri um, Mulozi. It had, it had its own aspirations. Um, but I think to put it uh, quite straight, yeah. um, the, 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 the aspiration hasn't been effective. It wasn't successful, I may say. Uh, it has managed to register a, a number of um, um, uh, milestones on, on its own. Um, we are looking at uh, issues of, um, um, uh, I mean, uh, promoting access to education. Um, we saw the introduction of free uh, education, education for all. Mm. But uh, it hasn't been um, an effective journey. It has been a, a successful journey. Actually, um, in 2020, soon after um, uh, it was um it was being uh, phased out. I think the National Planning Commission of Malawi actually engaged another um, uh, service provider to assess. And actually, the assessment uh, indicated that we have failed to live up to that situation. Uh, currently, as we talk, um, we have seen poverty escalating. Actually, mm. uh, about 50% of Malawians are living below the poverty line. They cannot afford to live, um, to, uh, they cannot afford $2 a day. Mm. And actually, 25% of them, of the total population, are living in abject poverty. So uh, it hasn't really lived up to the expectations. Uh, we have also seen that uh, the economy has failed to, to grow because the aspiration was uh, to grow Malawi into um, a middle-income country by the year 2020. We have failed to do so. You know as much as I do that a country, for a country to attain that status, it must um, at least on average grow uh, 7% above. Mm. For, for a decade. So uh, we have failed to attend that. Actually, the average uh, growth rate for Malawi is uh, less than 4%. So uh, it has been a, a corrosive failure. Uh, I hope the, the newly uh, development agenda that has been introduced would uh, live up to its expectation, which is also doubtful. So, But to our expectation, we haven't been uh, successful. 
Okay, Kustav. And you have mentioned something here about the poverty line. You said um, 50% of Malawians live under a uh, poverty line, which is measured with dollar, which is how much you said again? Um, now, we, we have the two, two dollars. I should, I, to answer two, shortly, two, two dollars. dollars. Malawians cannot, 50% cannot afford uh, $2 a day. Okay, I, I might have a different understanding, maybe an opinion on that, because I do understand that many people in Malawi uh, depend on farming and uh, they do their own crops and everything else. So if one can afford to eat and uh, have a livelihood through the farming without uh, having that, spending the dollars, you know, uh, as you are saying, does that make them uh, poor? No, so as you know, poverty is measured on a number of um, uh, um, yardsticks. Um, but I think to, to put it uh, from your perspective, you have brought in the issue of, um, of agriculture and food security. Uh, already in Malawi, uh, um, a very good percentage, I don't have uh, the, the actual statistics now, mm. but a very good percentage are actually grappling with um, uh, with food insecurity. Actually, the, the recent cyclone Freddy has aggravated the, the, the level of... Um, of uh, their failure to to access food, mm. so um, yeah, I, I, that that presents a, a very good uh, reflection of the situation on the ground uh, that Malawians really cannot afford uh, um, uh, two dollars a day. We are talking of um, um, if we look at the perspective of I mean from the point of food, we are looking at um, from a standard point of view where people can afford to eat in the morning. Mm. can afford to eat in the, uh, in the afternoon and in the evening. But yeah. if you go on average household in Malawi, most of those people, they eat at least, uh, at most twice a day. Mm. And uh, yeah, so those that are grappling with hunger, at least they can even stay the whole day without uh, accessing any food. So yeah, it is really uh, an issue of concern. Uh, it's an issue that we are really grappling with. All right. So you have mentioned something about Cyclone Freddy, uh, which perpetuated an already crippling economy, as you are saying right now. 50% of Malawians live under poverty line. How is the recovery after this incident? Yeah, so um, I think we haven't been uh, lucky. We have been unlucky with um, uh, the issues of uh, climate change as a, as a country. Uh, I think we started having... Um, uh, these cyclones since 20, I think 19, we had, uh, what is no cyclone, I die. Uh, yes. Then we had cyclone, uh, um, Anna, and mm. then uh, recently cyclone Freddy. It has been really, a, a, a disastrous episode, uh, for a country. So, mm. uh, really a, a number of uh, lives were lost and the, um, it has aggravated the poverty levels in Malawi. So mm. uh, to answer your question about, um, how, uh, the recovery is, is, uh, uh, progressing. I think uh, in our setup, most of the recovery interventions are being conducted by uh, the civil society organizations. Um, we have seen um, uh, many people building homes for people that were affected, uh, people providing um, basic amenities like food uh, and the temporary shelter. Um, at the same time, we have also uh, seen even the government strengthening social protection uh, measures at least to help those that have been affected by the cyclone. For example, we have the social cash transfer program, which actually um, uh, um, helps, uh, actually provides a monthly uh, upkeep for mm. people that are vulnerable already, and uh, it also encompasses those that have been affected by the by the cyclone. So uh, the process, the, the recovery process, has been uh, quite slow mm. uh, at large. Um, it hasn't been as fast as it was supposed to be. 
Actually, um, the whole disaster has also disturbed government interventions to grow the economy. I think with um, with um, effect as an effect of the the, the cyclone. Um, there has been a projection that our economy is likely to grow by less than if, uh, less than one percent. So you can imagine the damage that uh, the cyclone has caused. Mm. So, uh, luckily, the, the 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 recovery pro- uh, progress hasn't been uh, that, great. that much. People mm. are still struggling. Some others are still uh, living in temporary shelters uh, months after it the uh, way uh, affected. So. Yeah, it hasn't been a very good uh, response over it. All right, cool. So we we actually established earlier on as we were speaking about uh, some, I mean, Vision 2020. Uh, I understand that we have also Vision 2063, which is uh, uh, categorized or maybe which is termed as Malawi 20, uh, 2063, if I'm not mistaken. I won't dive much into what this entails, but maybe you can just uh, highlight some of the key points of what this Malawi 2063 entails. Okay, so um, um, this is a vision that has been uh, masterminded by the National Planning Commission, and I think it, it, it borrows from the Africa uh, Agenda 2063, and it envisions um, having um, a vibrant, self-reliant, and inclusively wealthy nation by the year 2063. So, um, it is uh, an agenda that we need uh, as Malawians. You know, as um, I mean, any country for, for it to develop, they need to have an agenda. Mm. Um, but I think it remains um, a question where uh, whether we are going to attend uh, that status by the year 2063. But just to take you through, uh, the, I think the 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 the, uh, the, the agenda has about um, uh, five, I mean, three pillars uh, that through which it seeks to to promote, uh, uh, I mean, to grow the economy and uh, develop the country. I think it, the, by large, the main focuses have been uh, on the industrialization mm. um, and spreading urbanization. And also, we are focused much on agricultural productivity and the commercialization. So you, mm. you have actually mentioned, mentioned earlier that uh, this is an, uh, an agro-based economy. Yes. So, um, yeah, so we trying so much to at least commercialize um, the agriculture sector because most of the times uh, when they, they, the farmers have um, uh, produced, first of all, they like markets. Uh, they don't have access to really available markets. Mm. As, uh, as a result, most of the times they are, are robbed off by middlemen mm. that actually uh, have markets elsewhere. But at the same time, a majority of um, the farmers are smallholder farmers, mm. and uh, they rely on uh, government subsidies um, uh, to to at least uh, grow in their farms. So at least the commercialization aspect is very very important. And then we the the the, the agenda has a number of enablers. Um, I just have in mind about I think three of them. Mm-hmm. We are looking at, at um, issues of economic. Um, infrastructure, human capital development, and also um, enhanced public sector performance. Right. Um, so these are the issues that um, are very important. If they are implemented correctly and effectively, we are going to at least develop as a country. Gustav, and uh, currently, what is the main uh, export product in, in, in Malawi? We are still relying on, on tobacco, but um, at least this year is a clear testimony that... Um, we no longer have to rely on it. Mm. Uh, yeah, because the, 
you can imagine now this is um, a setting season, but as we talk, Malawi is still um, having uh, issues with um, uh, foreign currency. Um, mm. The dollars have actually flown away. I don't know how, but um, don't worry. Yeah, so, don't indication that yeah we are really struggling on that aspect. Don't worry, we are having bricks coming on the way right now. So I think maybe the problems will, will go away too. But anyway, um, <laughs> the alliance that saw Dr. Lazarus Chakwera becoming a president of Malawi and also Dr. Saulos Chilima as his vice president is one to be remembered, I think, uh, for, for many years to come. Um, it changed a political landscape in Malawi, according to what I understand and what I have seen so far. How is this alliance doing right now? Are we still happy with the way things are right now? Or maybe uh, come 2025, you are going to remove them saying that you have, you have, you have not done enough yet? No, they haven't done enough yet. I think the, the, the main problem was that they overpromised. Um, they went into power with, um, uh, uh, with a popular vote that they are going to change things. Um, they promised Malawians they, go, they are going to be eating uh, three times a day. Mm. Um, I don't know how they were uh, going to, to measure that and how they're going to achieve that. But also we have seen that um, there are a number of issues with, to do with good governance. We have seen corruption uh, escalating uh, than ever before. So they have really failed to live up to the, uh, to the expectations. But in terms of the, their own internal uh, uh, affairs, I think uh, um, the house is not really in order. Uh, we have seen already about two political parties because the, the alliance is formed by nine political parties. Nine. We have seen that two of them have um, uh, rescued, rescued themselves from the alliance. And there seems to be a misunderstanding uh, between the the president, the current president, um, uh, Lazar Shakwera, and his vice, Sao Sirima. Mm. Uh, there seems to be uh, witch hunting, something like that. And um, the, the main issue is that um, we are not sure yet who would lead the, the party come in 2025. And that has been a bone of uh, contention, really. And uh, we have seen recently the leading party, which is the Malawi Congress Party, mm. uh, declaring in public that um, they are going to be led by the incumbent president. Uh, which is against, uh, uh, which is different from what we heard from the vice president, uh, Dr. Lazarus, uh, I mean, Dr. Salos Chirima, because he said that he and the, uh, and the current president agreed way before uh, they entered into power that um, the, the current president is going to uh, run the president and uh, run the country for five years and then it's going to pave way for the, uh, for the vice president to also lead. Mm. So this has been really a, 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 a center of controversy. We don't know what really uh, was the agreement between the two of them because this, uh, the document that they signed is still being kept mm. under wraps. So, mm. um, so to, to summarize, we, the Tosa Alliance is, um, is not really, uh, uh, has failed to live up to the expectations. We are, uh, we are talking now three years down the line, but uh, we haven't seen uh, much being done much hasn't been done to uplift the economy. Um, we have seen uh, debts, uh, public debts being uh, escalating. We have seen poverty escalating. Corruption has escalated. Almost um, each and every aspect they have uh, failed. Mm. 
All right. So now um, you are speaking about the witch hunt. Uh, you are speaking about um, all these uh, shaky alliances that is taking place right now. Come 2025, what's your predictions on who might become a new president of Malawi? Uh, and also, do you think maybe um, Chakwera might actually continue? I think at this point it's quite tricky to uh, to give a prediction um, because I think you know that we adopted a 50 plus one uh, electoral system and uh, that is which um, gave birth to the alliance that we have now because they uh, they wanted to to uh, remove the then um, um, governing party. Mm. Uh, so it's quite tricky because um, with the the squabbles that are in the Tonsi alliance, they are likely to to um, break away from each other. Mm. So once they break away, it would it depend on uh, who would uh, the Malawi Congress uh, Party partner with. Mm. And that one uh, depends how strong is that particular partner. So if they happen to have a very uh, strong partner, given the, the voting uh, trend in Malawi, they are likely to make it in power. But it also depends on the, uh, the, uh, the UTM, the... Uh, which is led by the vice president, if they happen to, to break away from each other, who are they going to partner uh, at the end of the day? Mm. Uh, so it also depends on that particular partner. At the same time, we also have the Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, DP, um, I mean Democratic Progressive Party, which uh, is led by the, the former president, uh, Arthur Peter Mutalika. They also have an edge, uh, given, the, given that most of the Malawians are not happy with the way uh, things are being run by the current mm. uh, government. They also have an advantage, but it depends on who are they, they're going to, to partner also. Because I, see, I don't think individually, each individual party, if they go, to, they go solo, they are going to amass the 50 plus one uh, percentage of the uh, total electorate. So it depends on what will happen in the, uh, in the coming months or next year, perhaps. So I I do think that, uh, I mean, and I have a view of, I mean, when we get to that point, I think things will be much hectic than we have seen in the past. But anyway, thank you very much, Brother Daniel, for your time today and also for uh, taking your time and having a chat with us here celebrating Independence Day in Malawi. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Um, I wish you all the best. Lovely stuff. And that was uh, Daniel Chisoni all the way from Malawi. He's a journalist uh, breaking it down for us here on what's been happening and uh, what we are likely to see come 2063 or maybe 2025 when we are going into elections. Let's go for our news bulletin.